0: So the more I am reading God's Word, and and hopefully you can hear my songs and and tell, whether it's verbatim His Word or, or whether it's just me writing from a biblical worldview, I think that that's definitely the most important thing of all.
1: She is the songwriter and singer whose song, Blessings, rose to the top of the Christian charts and brought comfort to untold numbers of people. Laura Story joins us today on First Person. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's program. I'm Wayne Shepard, and you'll get to hear Laura's Story today starting in just a moment. But first, let me point you to our website where you'll find additional information and links to today's guest, an archive of past programs, and a schedule of upcoming guests. It's all at firstpersoninterview.com. I hope you'll spend some time looking through the features. Again, that's FirstPersonInterview.com. You'll also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash FirstPersonInterview. Well, Laura Story is an amazing worship leader and songwriter. She was recently the recipient of several Dove Awards in recognition of her work, and she has just released a book titled What If Your Blessings Came Through Raindrops? I spoke with her recently on the phone and congratulated her on the Dove awards.
0: oh, uh, well, thanks, sweet. <laughs> we certainly weren't expecting any of that. Uh, but man, it was it was a fun night to get together and and just celebrate what what God has done this past year in christian music. and and it was it was neat to to be able to just to be part of something like that,
1: so you didn't see that coming.
0: No, I really didn't. You know, I've uh, <laughs> I'm used to attending award ceremonies where uh, all my friends are celebrated, and I love it. You know, and and that's the neat thing among, among the artists. We're just glad to get to see each other, and we're <laughs> glad to get to applaud uh, what God's doing through each of us individually. So it it was fun to walk home with some you know shiny metal objects and but. <laughs> It would have been fun either way.
1: Yeah. Well, let's be specific. Uh, Blessings won uh, Song of the Year. Yes. And it also won for Pop Contemporary Song of the Year and Pop Contemporary Album of the Year. But then the Songwriter of the Year for you. How special is that?
0: That one was pretty humbling. Uh, if you look back at, at the songwriters that I was in that category with, um, I I wonder if they might need to do a recount of
1: that
0: voting. <laughs> <30. laughs> well, that, that is a
1: fan vote, right?
0: Uh, you know, I don't even know. I yeah. haven't even looked up any of that stuff. Yeah, I, I, just, I think
1: the songwriter is a fan voted award. So that well, that
0: that would make sense, honestly, because a lot of I was a writer before I was an artist, and I, you know, and usually for the songwriters, uh, we we had a joke one day. You know, someone someone Googled who wrote Indescribable and, and Google responded with, who cares? (laughs) So often people don't even know who wrote the songs. And so I've had so many friends that are just fabulous songwriters um, that are probably more deserving of of an award like that than I am. But, you know, I'm I'm just thankful and humbled that, that they chose me.
1: Well, you mentioned indescribable, of course, blessings. How many stories have come to you through people who've just been uh, I'm blessed through the song blessings I mean it it's got to be incredible what you've learned from people
0: I've just been blown away I truly have been blown away and we've heard stories from people all around the world and it's so encouraging to me because it was a story it was a story of of dealing with disappointment with God and sometimes as as a worship leader, you know you don't <laughs> that's not usually what we're supposed to be talking about from you know from our pulpits on sunday mornings and and so there's there's a vulnerability um, that's involved, but what I found is the more that I began to share my story of God's faithfulness showing up in the midst of my uncertainty and that's when I started seeing other people share their stories and say, you know, we've walked through the same thing and, and have been amazed at what God has done through our broken situation. Or it's been a lot of people that have said, you know, we haven't seen it yet. We're, we're, we know that God says He's going to work all things together for good, but we haven't seen Him do it yet. And hearing that song um, has encouraged us to continue to wait on the Lord and expect good things from Him.
1: Isn't it powerful to share stories like that together?
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's that's what makes it worth it. It's not just me sharing the song with people. It's getting the feedback where, um, you know, we, we go and do events, and people come up to me afterwards and share their hard stories, and, and we'll sit there and cry together and pray for each other. <laughs> and it's a sweet moment. Uh, I, I told someone the other day, I, I said, you know, it would have... It might have been easier to write a song about, you know, trusting God in the midst of winning the lottery. Yeah. But it, that's, that's just not the story God has given us right now. And what I'm finding is um, the story he's given us is a lot more relatable, mm-hmm. a lot more acceptable for people. Because usually people aren't struggling to trust God when everything in life is going great. Mm-hmm. Um, usually faith is a struggle, um, you know, when things look like chaos. Yeah, And our job is to believe that God still has a plan in the midst of
1: it. You may be onto to something there with that song about the lottery. That could be a good spoof of blessings. Who knows? I,
0: know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can only win the lottery first. That's okay. what I need. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, to be serious, I mean, the song came out of your experience with your husband, Martin, who suffered from a brain tumor. And you've told the story many times, but just let us know that he's doing okay and making some progress.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Martin was diagnosed about... It's been almost six years, and you know he went from a place of you know just such a bad prognosis and, and us thinking he wasn't going to make it um, to a place where he's a fully functional individual and he's doing so well. And he still has disabilities. You know he, his his memory. Um, he still has some problems with his memory at times, and he only has about fifty percent of his vision. So he's unable to drive, and he has just started working probably within the past six months. Um, this is the first time he's, he's started doing something part-time. And so we're celebrating that. Uh, when it comes to disability, especially for a brain injury, it's just a lot longer of a road to healing than people realize. Because they look at him and they go, oh, it looks great. You know, I'm so glad he's doing great. And it's like, yeah, he is doing great, but... Um, but it's still a really long road, and he he has a lot that he's still coming up against. And so we always appreciate everyone's prayers.
1: You and Martin have something else to celebrate. I understand. Bring us up to date.
0: <laughs> yes, and we're we're expecting a baby um, in September. We found out a couple of days ago. It's a little girl, and oh. so we're we're thrilled. We're terrified, but we're thrilled. <laughs>
1: I have a feeling there's gonna be some, some music, some songs come out of that experience.
0: Oh gracious. we we just are. Uh, it's just like any other season of life where we're just having to trust God that He's gonna equip us for the moment because I can't I can't imagine being a mom. I can't imagine any of that. I'm I'm more than excited about it, but you know, God's just gonna to have to lead us. He's gonna to have to to equip us for this season just as much as he has every other
1: one. By the way, uh, we're talking about the song Blessings, which uh, has uh, had such tremendous impact on people's lives. You have a book out now called What If Your Blessings Come Through Raindrops, which is a line from the song, obviously. This is a devotional book?
0: It is, yeah. It's a 30, 31-day devotional book. I can't remember. But it's it's basically a a lot of the verses that were the inspiration behind the song Blessings, uh, but also just the truths from Scripture that really were those anchors for my soul in the midst of that really, really hard season. A lot of times people will will look at me and say, oh, you know, you're so brave to walk through that or, or you know, you must have such wisdom to do it. And I want to say, no, really the wisdom, <laughs> the wisdom isn't from me and, and this book proves it. Because it's all Scripture. It's all just figuring out how do we believe the promises, the promises of God in the midst of the chaos of life. And so what I've found is, and you know, the feedback we've gotten is not just thanks for sharing your story, but thanks for sharing the big redemptive story of Scripture that's behind all of our stories.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll tell people at the end of the program uh, how to find out more about the book and your music as well. Now, you have an, a new CD out?
0: Well, I am actually going into the studio to record a new CD oh, in okay. June. All right. And we were planning on releasing it this fall, but since I'll be releasing a baby instead, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> <we're gonna, laughs> there's another joint project that we've been working on. <laughs> uh, and the, so we'll release the CD in the spring, and uh, yeah, we're just overjoyed about that. and Just so, so thankful that the Lord continues to... To bless the ministry enough for us to continue to do it.
1: You're taking that role of producer very seriously.
0: Well, <laughs> I don't. I guess so.
1: <laughs> what What keeps you anchored uh, when you have so many of these uh, life struggles that you and Martin have gone through?
0: Oh, that's super easy. Uh, two things: my church and the Word of God. Um, the Word of God, just being. Um, That's real life. That's reality. Uh, That's the manual that the Lord left us on this earth with. That's how we're supposed to understand life and how we're supposed to understand everything that happens to us. So the more I spend time in God's Word, the more I gain His perspective of the things I'm going through. And my local church, you know, being on the road so much, it's easy to attract people that, um, that think you're great and... That's not always the best thing for your soul uh, and these people at my church they they you know they love me but it's not because because uh, <laughs> they just think I'm great because because I write songs they they know me they sharpen me they tell me hard things um even when I don't like it because um, they they are really committed to me being the the best Laura that that God wants me to be and so if it wasn't for for my church walking with us through, I mean, both the good times and the hard times, um, I I don't know where we'd be. They've been um, such an amazing support system to us.
1: You're talking about Perimeter Church in Atlanta, where you serve yes. as a worship leader.
0: Yes, uh, I've been there for almost seven years, and it's a it's a great place to serve too. I, I get to lead a little Bible study of women, and I just those are things that. I, I can never allow my outside schedule to get too busy. Uh, for I, I think that I'm just too busy. If I don't have time to be actively involved in my local church, then I'm just too busy.
1: We'll continue our conversation with today's guest, Laura Story, coming up in the second half of First Person in just a moment. Next week on First Person, we'll hear the story of Andrew Palau and his conversion. Never cried a day in my life, and now I cry every day when I think of the good things of God. And says, if you confess your sin, I'm faithful and I'm able to forgive your
0: sin, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he did it in that moment, and it was it was
1: radical. Andrew tells his story in his new book, The Secret Life of a Fool. And you'll meet Andrew Palau next time on First Person. My guest on First Person is Dove Award-winning Laura Story. That's got to sound pretty good, Laura. <laughs>
0: it, well, it sounds weird. I <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. So you know, usually I'm at my church. I'm just like. The name tag passer outer or you know, <laughs> the girl with the office in the basement. Yeah. Uh, the devil ward thing is—that's uh, a little scary.
1: Laura is the the uh, songwriter behind blessings and indescribable and so many other great songs. The first time I ever heard your name mentioned, I was in the studio doing a radio show at the time with Michael Card, and Mike said, "You know, I met this this girl at a songwriters conference. You guys mm. gotta you gotta watch out for her. She's going to be great." And that name was Laura Story
0: say watch out for me like in a near most wanted <laughs> no. kind of way or
1: <laughs> no i think he was being kind
0: <laughs> oh okay got it no michael uh i think one of my favorite things about michael is is that you cannot separate his music from his bible teaching that's right and that's someone that i i just when i grew up i want to be like michael card i've told him that before um i said maybe maybe without all the you know, without the bald spot,
1: yeah, and you're it's, la, it's you're lot, more... you're a lot prettier than he is too so <laughs>
0: <laughs> the bald spot is much more becoming on him than it would be on me,
1: <laughs> but we need people like that to encourage us, don't we
0: yes, I do I've, I've had a lot of wonderful mentors in the music industry, whether it's him or Matt Powell has been mm-hmm. has been great and he's someone that I can call and say, hey, I'm having this problem with you know band or anything like that. And he just said, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been through that, and here's how we handled it. Yeah.
1: And, well, I know how much you appreciate the the role of the mentors in your life, and you have to realize that, that you perhaps can be mentoring those who are coming along beside you at the same time.
0: Yeah, I can just tell them what I've done and then tell them to do the exact opposite. <laughs> How about
1: that? <laughs> don't, don't do as I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> no, it really is nice. And that, that, that's part of me, you know, being on staff at a church. I I, I love um, getting to be part of equipping that younger generation. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some youth at our church that are outstanding musicians that... Yeah, you know, I I never want to to stay in 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 I never want to stay in worship leadership longer than than I need to. Hmm. You know, I want to be able to pass the baton off to these these young kids and and really empower them to lead that next generation.
1: How did this start for you? Were you one of those kids that uh, would would come up with a song and the family got to listen to it and were you one of those people?
0: No, not at all. Really? I didn't I didn't start writing songs until like my early 20s I, I grew up I didn't sing I didn't do any of that I grew up I, I played string bass in orchestra and
1: <laughs> yeah that that's a that's a path to success right there huh
0: well yeah yeah the instrument that no one ever wants you to play a solo on it just is like, it sounds like a like a cow with gas or something I, I don't know what it sounds like but
1: so uh, how do you, how do you make the leap from from string bass to what you do now
0: well I started. I played bass with a uh, small band called Flowers Bald for a while, and then um, played with Andrew Peterson. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with
1: him. Oh, I or know not? Andrew very well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Did a few tours with him, and Andy was really the one. Like as I started writing songs, he was encouraging me. Hey, why don't you sing a few songs, you know, tonight before you play bass with me? And and so that's kind of where the Lord's been leading me the past few years, which is. Really interesting because I I'll get yeah you know, I'll get to this event and I'll forget that I'm actually supposed to be the lead singer that night. I've been <laughs> so used to, to being the background person and uh, but God is uh, he's all about getting us out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. and get, giving us a microphone you know to share about what he's doing whether do we feel comfortable with it or not.
1: That's the thing I've noticed about you Laura is that with all the success that you've had and all the future success I know you will have still there's a there's a certain spirit about you there's a humbleness there's a a willingness to serve and and you've already talked about you know your local church helping to keep you grounded and God's word keeping you grounded but uh, I mean you have to you have to realize that that's happening don't you
0: Well I think I think one of the things for for Christian musicians, is is just remembering who we're showing up to make famous, and it certainly isn't me, you know. And even in the spotlight and the microphone and all that can be deceiving. Um, but my my goal, my job, is really to put the spotlight on him, not on me. I I went went to Bible college uh, for my for my education after high school, and and it was one of those colleges that like ninety five percent of the graduates ended up on the mission field. And so I have a ton of friends that are serving, people that, I could tell you their names, they're heroes of mine. You've never heard of them before. Mm -hmm. And they're people uh, that are sharing the gospel in dangerous areas. They're people that that have left their families and they are serving for the cause of Christ and no one will ever recognize their names. And I know that what they're doing now that's <laughs> that's worthy of praise. What I'm doing, I'm I'm serving in my own way. Just because my name is on a CD cover, it doesn't doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that I'm laboring any harder than anyone else. It, mm-hmm. it just means it's kind of the nature of of Christian music.
1: Yeah, well said. So tell me about the process of songwriting. I know it's different for everybody. Do they do they come to you in one fell swoop, or do you really have to work at it?
0: Well, that's a great question. I've been thinking over the years, I should get a process for songwriting. <laughs> 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 well, how about you tell me about a, song, a process for songwriting?
1: Well, crea- creativity, how do you define it, huh?
0: Yeah, I, for me, I need to be more structured with it. I need to set aside... Time. I mean, songwriting—it's like a muscle that you need to exercise. And I know that I don't—I don't do it nearly enough. Uh, a lot of my songwriting is—is is spontaneous, and it happens in the car. Honestly, it happens in the car it, because because that's the time that I end up being still and, and being quiet, and uh, the Lord will meet me there. And, and my songs. I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, and it, it really is just—it's how God's promises and His truth are intersecting my everyday life.
1: Yeah, you got to put yourself I'll, in front of that Word, don't you? You have to—that—that's going to that, that's gonna feed you right there.
0: Oh, absolutely! There is nothing in and of me to be said. So the more I am reading God's Word and, and hopefully my songs. Uh, hopefully, you can hear my songs and, and tell that it's you know inspired by God's word. Whether it's verbatim His word or, or whether it's just me writing from a biblical worldview, I think that that's definitely the the most important thing of all.
1: Does God plant a phrase in your mind and then a song builds out from that, or is it more than that?
0: Usually, that is the case. You know, a lot of people will write lyrics and then music, or music and then lyrics. And for me, for whatever reason. It just all comes together. Honestly, as a worship leader at my church, a lot of times it'll it'll come out of just a need for a song. You know, we'll have a sermon series, and the pastor will say, Hey, you, can you think of a song that says this, 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 and this? And I think, you know, I can't think of a song that says that, but there should be a song that does. <laughs> so how about I take a crack at it? <laughs>
1: Well, the new uh, work that you're uh, pointing ahead to, the new CD, the songs, and you'll get into the studio sometime to do those. Tell me about one or two of those songs and why it's exciting to you.
0: I do have a few songs that I've written, and I'll be with my producer soon. They're really, they're just songs about everyday life and life being this canvas in which God desires to display His glory. You know, there's one that I have that called about When Life and Faith Collide. And it, it was inspired by a book. I think it's called When Life and Beliefs Collide. So I'll probably get sued. Um, or it might never make it on the album. So this will be the only time you've ever heard it. Or you can
1: collaborate. Who knows? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but it really it's about, you know, that's the place where God really meets us, is when we're struggling to understand how His Word fits in with just the daily grind of life and that's where a lot of my songs are are based and, and I have a, another song called "Nothing at All" that just is a prayer that God would just completely obliterate me, you know any will, any pride that I have, any, any opinions that I hold on my own, any agenda that I have that I would be nothing but just a vessel that eases.
1: She is a gifted songwriter, using that gift to honor the Lord in all she does. Laura Story, our guest today on First Person, will be praying for Laura as she'll be having that baby to care for in the months ahead. For a link to Laura Story's website, please log on to FirstPersonInterview.com. You can read the details of several upcoming events that Laura is part of, and there's more about her book based on the song Blessings. Again, the starting point is FirstPersonInterview.com. And if you're new to our program, we're here each week at this time. And anytime you miss a program, you can go online and find not only the current program, but an archive of dozens of previous interviews. Just click on the Listen button at FirstPersonInterview.com. And then it's always fun to hear from you via our Facebook page. We're found at Facebook.com slash First Person Interview. And you can get updates there and leave comments as well. Facebook.com slash First Person Interview. Next week, our guest will be Andrew Palau, the son of evangelist Luis Palau. Andrew was a spiritual prodigal who has written a book now called The Secret Life of a Fool. We'll hear Andrew's story next time on First Person. Now, with thanks to my producer and friend, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening today to First Person.